This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning. Soul Sanctuary. You should be You should be here with me, the views on this program are solely those of the host and his or her guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Radio, SMTXCRA, or its governing body. Good morning, Soul Sanctuary soldiers. You're here on Soul Sanctuary. I'm Atika, and today we have a great conversation with Abby Normals. She's joining us by phone, and we're going to be talking about habits. Um, It's Groundhog Day, and so we were thinking about the movie, actually, with Bill Murray in it, uh, where the same thing happens over and over again until he kind of changes what he's doing, and we thought that would be a great background for talking about habits, negative habits maybe, and how to get those uh, turned around into something that works for you. First, let's say hey to Abby. Hey, Abby. Hey, Tika. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing this morning? I'm really great. I'm glad you're able to join us. Uh, And as we've talked about kind of briefly, we're going to go ahead and talk about um, habits. And before we get into individual habits, habits I wanted to just touch on or remind the audience about uh, negative habit patterns and so the idea of negative habit patterns comes from uh, responsibility psychology which is in the psychology of achievement and negative habit patterns there's two of them that most of us uh, are used to and the first one is saying I can't the disempowering chant of I can't really stops us from trying something that's outside of what we're used to, what our normal kind of thing is. And the other one is that I have to. And so that that's a negative phrase too. So that I can't and I have to get together and strangle the life out of most ideas <laughs> before they can get into the world and get practice. And so one of the things we get to do is to uh, retrain or, you know, replace the thought of I can't I can't but I have to but I can't but I have to and that kind of disempowering spiral and retrain ourselves to question that and find where there is uh, opportunity to try something different and that kind of permeates really everything whenever new ideas come out whenever something kind of stretches us it seems like those are the two uh thoughts that we kind of battle with what are your initial thoughts on negative habits boy i've got a lot of thoughts atika i mean even for you to talk about uh, these two phrases i can't and i have to i think that's actually very interesting because Mm -hmm. a lot of people for instance uh, what is a negative habit you know like let's say we're going to a job that we don't enjoy every single day so it's a habit of going to a job and every day we don't enjoy it could that be a negative habit but then we'll say I can't leave my job so right. now we've already defined a structure and a place where we are stuck and imprisoned actually right. definably imprisoned right. in that place mm-hmm. I have to go to work you know I mm-hmm. can't leave work mm-hmm. um, and I find that that's one thing a lot of people a lot of people say that they want they, they don't enjoy their jobs, and oftentimes we go to work just so we can get the money. So we're making a resume, you know, because we want the money, not because we really want the job. And right. we might be a good fit, and maybe we'll like the job, but realistically it's still just a job, and we're going to a cubicle oftentimes to do the same thing. And, um, and so habits could be, you know, from my standpoint, I mean, as a spiritual healer, I do, I work with uh, helping people to break habits. And from my standpoint, I find that the habit comes from emotion, emotional standpoint. And, uh, and so when we get into the emotions, we could take a look at what is there emotionally. What is the fear, really? What is the fear of being, of exploring a new pathway and then transforming the fear? And when we transform the fear vibrationally, energetically, um, we give a boost um, of, of energetic ability to grow and access, manifest um, new opportunities that are more aligned with uh, how we feel about ourselves, within ourselves, opportunities, jobs, uh, um, jobs that we actually would love doing, like even starting your own business and never even thinking outside the box. Right. 
And so, I mean, this is just a small standpoint, but what do you think, Atika? I think um, that that's correct. And coming from a different standpoint, when you open up the the whole definition of what that thing is that means so like you open up the whole idea of career you have to go to the shop you can't yeah. but you have to but when you open up the whole idea of like how do I sustain myself uh what is my livelihood and when you start thinking about it from yeah. the pro- the possibility of doing it from your dharma like actually I really want to heal yeah. people actually I want to uh yeah. help people and so I want to start kind of looking at opportunities for me to work where I actually enjoy it because we hear that thing about, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And sometimes it feels kind of lofty and over there, but when you actually start trying to bring that into your life and that really has a lot to do with healing. Um, And just to mention that you actually have some uh, free remote healing and uh, psychic wisdom videos on YouTube uh, that people Mm -hmm. can, uh, that people can access if they want to start trying to do some of the methodologies methodologies that you used uh with with healing um they would go to abbynormalswisdomquest.com is that correct and they can get to uh and there's they're also on youtube so i'd imagine you can search on youtube as well for abby normal i've got i've literally got 800 videos on youtube and i've got playlists too to to help find certain topics um, but I'm all, I'm sharing something every single week on on all te- different types of spiritual topics. Great. Um, and I love I love the en- the energy sides of things. And you'd be amazed at what you can find out about yourself when you go deeper, mm-hmm. even into the subconscious levels. Because right. it's the, the energy, our our thoughts, our energy, our emotions, our energy, uh, our the way things make us feel. Mm-hmm. The, the, our touch is energy. Like everything about us is energy. It seems to be physical, but it is energy. Mm-hmm. And energetic tra- trans- transformations can uh, inspire us to go on new pathways. And and just to get back to um, what we were talking about about sure. career, because I think it's a really great topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I worked. I mean, I went to college. I got my degree. I was told that if I go to college and I get a degree. I'm going to get a good job. Right. And I started as a, a telephone collector. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay, cool. I'm, make, I'm making some decent money. I'm going to work for a great company. Right. Um, and I'm going to be a telephone collector. I sat in that chair and I was like, wait, you're telling me I'm actually going to be uh, collecting on people's delinquent crowns? I'm going to have to actually ask people to pay me money. <laughs> like, right. oh, my God, what did I get myself into? I just wanted a job that pays money, you know. Right. And, uh, and so I did that. I did that for two years, and then I went into a litigation where I was a collector in litigation. I did that for three years, and then I worked uh, with uh, life insurance applications, and then I was a, a marketing um, assistant. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I worked for eight years at entry-level jobs, and none of them were really a reflection of what I'm capable of. Like, I mean, sure. I love I love expressing myself. I love communication. I love language. I wanted something in advertising or marketing, but I was never like ever deemed um, somebody who had worth or value on the level where I was given a, a, a like a, a promotion of, of like a, a higher prestige, you know? Sure. Um, but this, you know, these, uh, this pathway of mine um, taught me a lot about myself and uh, taught me about, you know, well, if, you know, if I, I, I want something more than this and, and I, and I have these like background experiences and I want to share these. So I started to build a business and I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I had to change my habits, you know, I had to change my belief system because habits can sometimes be belief systems that you're told your whole life that you got to live this way. You right. got to go to school, then you're going to fall in love and get, you're going to go to college and you know, you're going to get, you're going to get a good job and then you're going to get married and then you're going to have kids and life tells you that, that the habit of life itself is going to be like this. Right. And so you follow it. You, you, you become a part of it. And you don't even sure. realize that it's actually a negative, habitual behavior. The whole human race is doing it. You know? uh, well, and at, le- <laughs> like, at least per at least per culture, yeah. right? <laughs> so at least yes, at least yes, the culture is, is 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 supporting that. Like while a lot of things that have come up here in the last couple of years have kind of given us a reflection of some of the negative habits that we continue to perpetuate here in our culture. Uh, that really yes. don't contribute to everybody being treated fairly and equally yeah. and even the habit of uh, kindness and reaching across, yeah. you know, to help somebody who isn't where we are instead of, you know, using that as yeah. a kind of catapult to make ourselves feel better. Like, ah, 
<laughs> person doesn't have what I have. Yes. That's that's kind of a habit. And also yeah. when we look at collections of habits, like a culture, I think is a collection of habits, right? Your family is kind of a collection of habits. And yeah. how you live your life every day is really a collection of habits. And I think we need to make yeah. sure we point out that a collection of habits can really uh, highlight some dis- some imbalance or some dis-ease uh, that is yeah. bigger, more overarching than just the individual yeah. habits themselves. Uh, one of the things, one of the conversations that we have in my family is, well, you know, when, when we have somebody who's kind of having a, a more negative experience, it's like, well, it can't all be, I can't say the word, it, it can't yeah. all be bad. <laughs> it's it's kind of what we... <laughs> Are we talking about negative words now, Atika? <laughs> we are. We are. That, that one is. Negative habits. <laughs> I think it's okay. Right. I think that's a good habit sometimes. And, 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 the, and the point of that is that if everything, if you look and everything that you see is a Tootsie Roll, then maybe you have a Tootsie Roll problem. Not that everything's a Tootsie Roll, right? And so that if yes, you look and yes. if everything that you see, um, you're only seeing the negative side of that, you know, you might have just had one of those days that you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It might it's probably not the world because statistically yeah. uh, it can't all be that bad. And yes. then you challenge each other to find what's positive to do that differently. What, yeah. what else could you be seeing? What else is available? And, you know, because we are in control of exactly one thing and that's ourselves, right? Yes. Uh, that's a great yes. place to kind of start um, to figure out, yeah. figure out what is it? that's pervasive what is it that you know that we're kind of for whatever reason defaulting to and then how to choose something different choose something lighter choose something that serves us and and like what serves you and what doesn't serve you I think is a great way to evaluate what's going on with you what you're carrying around and what you're perpetuating I I like that Atika especially when you're talking about about family full of different habits. And sometimes family members can get under our skin because of their habits, right? But sometimes, too, um, the differing habits is actually what helps us to see more in ourselves. And without those various habits, um, we wouldn't wouldn't be able to see ourselves um, in all these different uh, reflective ways. And Mm -hmm. I'll say, for instance, you know, my parents are very clean, meticulously clean, organized people, mm-hmm. and they're very straight and narrow people. Like okay. very, um, like they're very straight and narrow people. I'm very creative and and flexible, and I'm I'm out there, you know, and I'm and that I can be very I can be disorganized in a way where it's because I'm a busybody, and it's like you know, clean cleanliness is second to uh, all the different things I want to like dip my hands into, all the different cookie jars. So I'll get to cleaning once I'm. <laughs> Done with all the things that I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so my parents can look negatively on that, you know, mm-hmm. to see that as a negative um, behavior because you know being clean is like the first and foremost thing. You need to have cleanliness, and then you can go do the other things. Right. Um, but it's it's interesting because um, you know I actually admire my parents for their cleanliness. Like I super admire, and I and the older I get, mm-hmm. like when I was younger, I was like, man, this is so annoying. You know, clean, clean all the time. But the older I get, the more it's like I want to try to be more like them. Sure. And uh, especially now that I have kids right. and I'm, I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. It didn't matter when I was in my twenties, you know, and then you start to have kids right. and then you start to get older and it's like, man, my parents had, had something figured out there. And I do right. find that I work better in a cleaner environment. Right. And, uh, and so what I saw was, um, you know, they're too stiff, you know, they're stiff people. They need to be more laid back. You know, now there's something admirable about that behavior. Um, but also they need to learn how to be more accepting, you know, of, sure. of differences, you know. So yeah. um, so it's interesting how a negative behavior on one side, you know, is the negative, you know, you're, you're ne- your behavior is too much. You're too clean, you know. Right. And then it's like, well, you need to be cleaner. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, what habit is really a negative sure. and, or positive in, right. in and, the end? And finding <laughs> your balance, like, in on, on that continuum, like where you fit makes a whole lot of sense. So yeah. before, let's pause right here and get uh, the first break out of the way and we'll have some more fun uh, talking about on the other side. Uh, we'll see you in just a moment here with Soul Sanctuary. We're on the side of our first break here with Soul Sanctuary and today we're talking to spiritual heal- healer Abby. Hey Abby, you're on the phone with us. Hey, hey Tika. <laughs> 
and we're going through talking about habits and different aspects of habits. We actually had um, a little bit of a, uh, what is this? I guess it's a checklist kind of on how to work through and get out of negative habits. Um, And part before you start kind of chomping through it, one of the first things it suggests is that you list of negative habits in your life and then uh, try to pick out like patterns in it, which I think is probably a good idea. If you start with, okay, here's the things that I want to change. I don't know if I would name the paper negative habits. I tend to try to do things from a more positive perspective, uh, just with some understanding about how subconscious works. It doesn't really like understand negativity the way that we spew it out. And so I would probably not title it something like a needs improvement, you know, places or where I want to grow something like that. That's, that's empowering that I go in with the idea that here's the thing I'm going to address and heal. Uh, so that's you know what's crazy, Achika? What's that? You could even go so far as to name it positive habits, because when it comes to manifesting energy, the word negative manifests, you know, the exploration of negative energy. But the word positive sure. encourages us to explore things from a positive angle. Like mm-hmm. even if you transform, like you know, you're working in a job that feels like a negative experience, and mm-hmm. say, "I love my job," you actually inspire a transformation of energy and even avenues to open. Or you actually manifest a place of enjoying work. Right. Um, but you could label it something as crazy. You could label your list something as crazy as um, positive habits and then list it because you're encouraging a transformation right. into a positive way of being. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it, I love it. I love it too. So you go ahead. You go ahead. No, that, that, that's that's just what I was going to say is to where we're going to start with is just to list these things out. And whenever it feels like when you think on paper, you get so much more clarity because, you know, whatever your voices are, don't have a chance to come in and corrode or you can't, you know, like acid eat away at the idea before it has a chance to mature, you know, and, and give you some knowledge. So, I, so writing out what you need to do really in any situation, I think is a great place to start. And it really does kind of tell yourself, give your, give your mind the idea like, okay, I'm serious about this now. I'm writing it down. You know, we're going to actually <laughs> inspire and find change inside of this, even if it's just a change of perspective. Yeah. And that's empowering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a really great idea, too. Writing anything down is a great idea, Mm -hmm. whether it's listing out the the positive habits Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that we're going to transform, right? Um, Even if it's listing out those um, or just simply writing in a journal your experiences from day to day and going back to read the person that you once were and then seeing how you transform over time because it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to listing out these habits, you know, um, a lot of the time where we we as human beings in America, for instance, I would say probably the number one thing that we, we, we look at changing is uh, the way we eat. I think a lot of people mm. here are always putting that down, that they have bad eating habits, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but a lot of the time, we don't think about um, our emotional habits. Like, uh, sometimes we're enablers, you know? I could fall into the bracket of being an enabler type of personality mm-hmm. um, because I, I want people to be happy with their own choices and the way that they are, so I just accept people the way that they are. Um, but that doesn't encourage them to change either. Um, and so I can get into uh, situations where I uh, I need to put more boundaries down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so to even to try to identify, you know, what type of personality um, traits do you have that are, are creating circumstances for you? Um, so maybe you, you, maybe you, you aren't, you know, you know, maybe you're living, you've never been able to live in a place that you know, a big mansion or in a fancy neighborhood um, mm-hmm. because you can never get the job that you want because you can never da 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 da. And it, it comes back to, I can't, sure. right? Right. Um, it comes That's back right. to that word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so how do we, how do we get to the root of what you are and what right. you can have? You know, it comes back to manifesting abundance. Um, it comes right. back to how do I manifest the life that I want to live and the persona and the person that I want to be and stepping into those shoes. Right. Because we can look at the very specific micro, we can get the microscope down onto us, you know, and say, I don't like this about me. I don't like that about me. I got to work on this, 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 and other thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, 
I'm a mess. <laughs> right. Well, but, you, uh, you can out. you can yeah. kind of fall down that hole. Um, one of the things yeah. that you said that I thought um, was a good thing to look at probably is the idea yeah. of enabling and how yeah. that comes to be. Because from the outside, uh, looking in at somebody who you see is obviously enabling, it looks like, well, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, why would you yeah. contribute to someone's uh, death or dis-ease? And I think that it's there's really good reasons why that happens. You know, usually you'll find an enabler is it's really easy to do that if you're in some kind of a parental role or an authoritative role with someone and you see that they're in pain and from there what do you do do you let the person stay in pain or you help them get out of it even if helping them get out of it is contributing to some type of addiction or something it's actually a kind of uh complex question it's not that easy just to say uh no because that no in some of these situations means that this person that you love and that looks to you for guidance, sustenance, love, uh, just looks with you with these terrible, (laughs) these terrible pleading eyes and continues to be in pain. And so, um, I think that being, you know, kind of trying to be compassionate about someone who is maybe experiencing that or trying to stop enabling, you know, gather the strength to look past that and do what's actually healthy and best for the person. Uh, Right. That, that, that would need some, you know, a little bit of handholding to get that done. It's not as easy. It's just not as easy as just saying, okay, I'm just going to say no. Um, That's not where that person is and how they're experiencing what's going on. Yeah. And I think, you know, for instance, um, let's say, I mean, this is another big thing is uh, kids that have weight issues and uh, parents who love their kids and their kids like to eat sweets, so they enable that. You know, here, you can have a treat. I'm really proud of you for for, um, the good grades that you got, or I'm really proud of you. Hey, let's have some fun today. Let's go get pizza and, um, you know, but but that's not really helping them. to, to have, you know, a, a more of a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Sure. Um, because it's a very confusing world um, to live in because love, too, um, can, can misconstrue um, and can um, make it a challenging thing to put your foot down and say no. Sure. Even for kids, for instance, with alcoholic parents, that have to, they, they love their parents, um, and they, they, it's a confusing circumstances. Right. How do they help their parents? How do they put their foot down and say no? I mean, Obviously, there's a, there's places that you can go to learn about um, how to Absolutely. have the courage mm-hmm. because sometimes it takes courage to help others break mm-hmm. their negative behavioral patterns. And sometimes it takes courage within yourself to break your own negative behavioral patterns. And sometimes that, that that's why it can be hard to change because mm-hmm. it takes courage and it takes willpower and it takes the inspiration to say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. And that right. can also take time, sure, you know, time sure. and, and feeling frustrated and fed up with yourself a million times over before you finally do say no. Right. I mean, quitting smoking can be a back and forth relationship. I love you, cigarette. I don't, I hate you. You know, I love and hate you. Right. <laughs> I don't want you anymore, but I can't, I, now I had a bad day at work. I'm going to have a cigarette, you know, yeah. it's really hard for people to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they start to hate themselves. Or smoking was fine for a long time, and now they're saying, well, I don't really want to smoke anymore, but I can't quit. And mm-hmm. now they hate themselves because they can't quit, and they, they're not strong enough. So now you get into an even more negative hole, but really you just need to pull, get grab the bull by the horns and say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm right. going to stand my ground and say no. So uh, when you look at the list, um, you know, you got to decide, what, what, how do I want to transform my life? And, uh, and am I strong enough and am I in the right place? Like for instance, taking up a new uh, exercise routine. If you are stressed out, taking up a new exercise routine is not, it's not a good fit. You have to have a harmony in life to be able to get consistent with that. Um, so maybe you need to work on figuring out how to have a more harmonious life instead of doing the exercise routine first. It's like my parents, you got to have a clean place first and then you can go do everything else. It's like, I got to do everything and then I'll clean later. And then, and also (laughs) the idea, the idea of going towards something. So instead of trying to run away from, you know, bad health or run away from yeah. fat. If you want to go towards healthy and start, you know, like yeah. c- kind of communicating to yourself 
I love me and I want me to be healthy. And in order for me to be healthy, I want to move this many minutes a day or I want to drink this much water a day because I want to start communicating to me that I'm worthy and that I love me and start coming from a place of love. And then that gives you kind of uh, what you're going towards. And so the goal of it uh, becomes more about how you feel which uh, really everything comes down to because we've seen it. We all have examples um, here, you know, of people who have a whole lot of money and are miserable, still miserable, yeah. doing miserable things yeah. to other people, making them miserable. Do you know? And so it, yeah. it can't be about yeah. like, if it's a financial goal, it can't just be about amassing a whole lot because Scrooge McDuck was still pissy all the time. You know, yeah. <laughs> what's the right. point? Right. What's the point of swimming in your right. coins all by yourself and not enjoying anything? What's what's the point of that? Yeah. So what's the point of, yeah. you know, getting or exploiting or attaining something if in that thing in your life, you're not going to enjoy yeah. it? And so starting with uh, happy, like where is happy or how can I be happy here? And then yeah. allow that to grow. You start with this little mind, light of mine, you know. Where are you shining? Yes. And then in what direction yes. do you want it to grow? And that really has a lot to do with living on purpose instead of kind of defaulty, falling backwards yes. into everything. And also to remember yeah. that habits were learned. They're, it's all mm-hmm. learned. This is, we're blank slates, yeah. really. <laughs> we're really blank. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we have some tendencies because of nature and nurture. Uh, but it's all like how we kind of roll that out and how we allow that to plop all over our lives. We learned that, which means we can unlearn it and learn something else in its place. And so just the idea of that's something that came to me that, that was learned behavior. It's not set in stone opens up for you. The, the whole, um, kind of arena of, and the option options of all the possibilities the universe has. So what am I going to pick now? Now I'd like to pick this thing, and yeah. and then just kind of going from there and and healing yourself in a way um, that allows for more growth. Like the best thing about you know kind of getting on the other side of a bad habit and actually having dealt with it is the fertile ground that it leaves. Oh, this means I can do yeah. this. I this is my garden. I'm tending it. Uh, and I think that uh, yeah. that really allows for um, for more growth and opportunities. Um, we're going to have to take another pause. Sorry. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you can take put a pin in, put a pin in whatever next thought you had. Uh, and on the other side of the break, we'll jump right back into it. Uh, everybody, you're listening to Soul Sanctuary. See you in just a minute. This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at eight in the morning. Soul Sanctuary. You should be here with me, baby. You should be here with me, baby. You should be here with me, baby. Girl, you know you drive me crazy. You should be here Welcome back to Soul Sanctuary, everybody. Uh, I hope that you're enjoying the show so far. We're speaking with the spiritual healer, Abby. Abby Normal. Hey, Abby. Hey, Tika. <laughs> and uh, we are talking about all different aspects of habits and kind of the idea of breaking habits, uh, ones that you that are no longer serving you. Um, right before we went into this last break, we were kind of talking about how habits are learned, which means they can be unlearned and then replaced with something else. Um, and uh, I didn't give you an opportunity to respond to that. What are your thoughts about that, Abby? You know, that is that is a very complex discussion right there because when we're growing up, and even from the, from the spiritual healing standpoint, I mean, when I do energy work for people, I go into their spiritual atmosphere and, then I, and I can actually feel out their frequencies. Mm-hmm. So some frequencies that lead me into a place where uh, I have to heal childhood trauma. And that could be even the goal of the work where there, there were sexual abuse or, um, you know, emotional abuse or violence or anything of that nature. That you would not believe how 
you know, from our childhood, things imprint upon us in such a big and loud way that we carry it with us through our lives, and Mm we uh, make choices based on those experiences, and we don't even realize that oftentimes we just have behaviors, we go with the flow, it feels instinctive, but it was part of a learned experience that happened when we don't even remember, you know? Sure, yeah. And uh, to to go into... Um, like the inner child essence, it's amazing what you can do when the inner child, inner child, you know, some, some people will say, some psychics will say the inner child is always um, in a place of, of light and wholeness. Well, in a f- version of consciousness, it always is, right? Because even us, even our souls as human beings, you know, the souls within us are always in heaven. You know, we're always a part of the love of all because we're part of God. And uh, so, yes, the inner child is a part of God, too, is always in the light. But there's parts of it that can go through the experience of being human, and it's hard and can get broken. Mm. And so when I go into those broken parts that are wounds, I mean, it's like you're carrying a broken leg through life because of events that happened in your childhood, and you don't even realize how affected you are by it. And you can, and, and so trying to transform um, energetic uh, imprints from childhood can be very hard, actually, and it could take a lifetime to do it. And even when you have kids yourself, you start to notice the things that your, you know, behaviors of your parents that you either liked or you disliked. And sometimes you're carrying the same behaviors and you're asking yourself, do I want to be this way and how do I not be this way? Um, Or how do I, you know, and and so so it's confusing, you know? And I feel like sometimes we go through life and, and we run into things that we're like, oh my gosh, life teaches us about ourselves. And, and in the end, we're all works in progress constantly. We're all works in progress constantly. Mm-hmm. So how do we just come to a place of uh, where we just we can just find the inner peace? Because the inner peace then helps us to just love ourselves for who we are, even if we're carrying burdens at our memory, at our memories right. from different ages of our youth, um, and to forgive you know people that were also confused about themselves. You know, because oftentimes the sexual abuser, for instance, was sexually abused or they're confused. And how do we get how do we get the healing out there to people of all different kinds? Are they monsters or Mm. are they sick? You know, the people that need to be healed, the people that need um, to have um, self-realizing opportunities and to have a place where they feel welcomed instead of a place where they feel judged and scrutinized. Because the only way to really heal this world is mm-hmm. to create an environment where we're not judged for our weirdness and our and our very concerning thoughts and, and inspirations. Um, I mean, it's a big kit and caboodle, Atika, with, when it comes to all this. But I think sure. love in the end um, is one of the biggest factors when it comes to healing anything is love. And I think you were saying it really beautifully in in the last, you know, the last section we were doing right. um, about uh, coming to a place of, the inner light and the love and uh, how to work with that energy in order mm-hmm. to even do something as simple as, you know, I want to love myself more, um, not by, you know, I need to stop this, you know, bad eating habits. Right. It really could transform that into I want to love myself more. Right. And to do it something so small as I'm going to make sure instead I, I drink one extra bottle of water today or however you want to do it. Right. Instead of trying to do a, a million things overnight, I'm going to start an exercise regime for an hour a day and do this and do that and the other thing. So right. we have the rest of our lives. Why not just add an extra bottle of water because you can do that? And then two weeks later, you can add another thing and another thing two weeks later after that. Right. And you slowly build a stepping stone. You know, the steps that slowly take you to a place of, of I love myself more. And right. and forgiveness, too, of people um, is a big one if, if it comes down to that. Um, I find that anybody with child, who's carrying childhood trauma, uh, and that's still affecting you today. Mm-hmm. And you've got to learn how to forgive the people that had mistreated you because it's love in its own right. And you got to forgive them because once you forgive them, you actually let go of the attachment to them. Right. And that attachment to them and to what they did to you then inspires you to feel, um, you know, like a contaminated Unworthy. and that contaminates yeah. your choices. Sure. Yes. And mm-hmm. shame is in there. Embarrassment, all kinds of stuff is in there. Mm-hmm. And it's a wound. It's like carrying a broken leg with you. Right. The forgiveness is a start. So energy, right? Forgiveness Mm -hmm. is an energy thing. It's not a physical thing. It's an energy thing. So Mm -hmm. forgiveness, then allow yourself to see that person that had mistreated you and then to see that you are letting them go. 
and you're mm-hmm. letting them go to their own pathway so that they can learn in their own light, you know, right. in their own God consciousness. And you're moving on now, okay? Right. Or whether, or whether, whether they, or whether they go over there and learn or not, um, no longer yeah. allowing whatever yeah. their their the memory of that is, uh, no longer allowing yeah. it to affect you and where you are. I think that uh, right. that's a whole probably a, a whole nother show just on uh, for forgiveness, yeah. uh, because the yeah. idea of letting go of. Um, letting go of the anger that comes along with whatever violation happened with you can feel like a betrayal of yourself or of your inner child. Like if I'm not angry about it, then that means I'm no longer like, I don't know, paying attention to it. Somehow it feels like uh, holding onto that anger avenges something. It doesn't, it doesn't (laughs) because it it, doesn't. Right. But, you're, you're right because mm-hmm. sometimes we we do we, we that's that is so spot on Atika mm-hmm. because we do hold on to anger in order to justify the way that it felt and you could right. hold on to it for as long as you want to or you sure. can say you know what it is what it is I'm going to move on now mm-hmm. because I don't want to live my life with that um, right. stuck to me sure. you know and it's it's going to fill your mind and your emotions with mm-hmm. stuff you don't need just right. let it go. Yeah, right. and it doesn't that's, have to define. That's you. even a habit to figure out too. I mean, right. learning that habit of letting go is a, is one of its own kind. Sure, and that's a good one to learn. Right, <laughs> to be able to release uh, that and and know that you're no longer the being. Um, that that occurred even too right yeah. <laughs> every every seven years you yes. have a brand new body, and so which yeah. bo- like how many bodies has it been that you've carried this, uh, yeah. this hurt. Uh, from the past with you and like I think in like listing out some of the negative habits that you have when you start kind of tracing them back to their gist to their essence uh, you'll find that some yeah. of it comes from whatever the uh, unworthiness idea is that you got mm-hmm. from you know whoever it was violating you or you know uh, some giving you whatever kind of trauma whether it is a direct violation or if it's a neglect um i think that you'll yeah. find that um there's a whole lot of things you may may never even be able to list all of the different decisions that that has come and affected in your life but when yeah. you think about learning how to have your choices not have to do with this one incident or the series of incidents that happened from one person or one group of people when you, you know like are basing what you're going to be doing starting now on mm-hmm. just what you've learned so far in this lifetime and not really wrapped yeah. in and around this negative experience uh, what a what yeah. an empowering place to come from and to know yeah. that choices yeah. are available here choices are choices are available outside of the perspective of a victim uh yeah. there and it's just like just changing from the idea of victim to survivor you know you had this experience you did have this experience and then it's really up to you for the rest of your life whether or not you're a victim of that or a survivor of that because forever you're both so yeah. which one matters to you right <laughs> which one serves right. you and there's only a, yeah. a little bit or a little while or if there's anything that comes from being a victim of the thing that doesn't really yeah. hold a whole lot of water. But being a survivor right. of that thing and being able to share your experience yeah. of it with someone yeah. who might be facing it or Benefit from it or showing yeah. that heal just the idea that healing happens, healing's available. Your people get past yeah. this. Um, yes. I think lends more light to the world and more love to the world and that an inside of that healing there is going to have to be a releasing of the other person and that releasing is where we're talking about with with forgiveness there's going to have to be you know like you were saying you have to detach from them kind of like velcro pull away from pull away from that yeah right and and then see what and and that pulling away it feels like it leaves you a little bit vulnerable right there's part of you that's exposed that yes. wasn't before because it was protected in this callus of uh, negativity right. and anger about that thing so it will expose you but it can get yeah. air air can get to that it yes. can get healed and healing can happen when you're no longer it, it takes energy to keep that anger up it really does yeah. and yeah. you can 
just find other things to do with your energy that make you feel better. Um, one of the mm-hmm. one of our uh, family crazies that goes on in my family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was discussing with my husband earlier uh, this week. And one of the things that he brought out about the situation is he was like, we've all done all these things and nobody feels better. And for some reason, just that thought of, wow, nobody feels better. We have, we put a lot of time and energy into trying to fix and to trying to scotch tape together and trying to hold together and nobody feels better for years. Um, What, uh, what a great thing to recognize and then decide that to redesign. Is. I'm, I'm redesigning it now. <laughs> I no longer, <laughs> I no longer want to put energy into a situation where nobody gets to feel better ever. It's just darkness. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that is so well said. Mm-hmm. That is just all that you said right there was just so well said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know, I know what it's like where you, you try and try and try but something in life, you kind of hit a moment where you just choose to stop for a minute and take a look at what all you've been putting your energy into and how effective that has been. Mm-hmm. And then to realize that it really hasn't been working. I mean, you could even see that with relationships. Oh, you know, sure. I've been doing yeah. everything, this, 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 and this, to make this relationship work. And I, I've been putting all this effort into it um, because I love this person. But wait a second. How are they loving me in return? Right. And am I overcompensating? And there's there's sure. something I need to be doing differently. Do there need to be a conversation here? Sure. Um, it's sure. a weird place to be, but it's a powerful place to be mm-hmm. because you can start to do it differently. Right. You were the the goal was always there. The 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 positive, the loving um, inspirations were always there, but it's just a new approach to it um, to make it more effective or even to, to, to totally transform it, you know, to do it totally differently, then that can lead to even more new experiences because in the end, it's all about experiences that help to teach us about ourselves and what we appreciate in life. And even the things we don't appreciate, in the end, we'll look back and say, wow, that, that time in my life was so hard, mm-hmm. but wow, did it ever make me an awesome person. Right. But at the time, it is hard, you know? Sure. But that's some of the things, too, that in the end, you know, we look at, like, on the microscopic level, the, the, the habits and the behaviors um, that, that aren't working or that, you know, that are working. But then if you look at the macro, you know, the macro version, and, and you look at the bigger picture of how you're even choosing to care I mean, that's a, that mm-hmm. says a lot in its own right. Um, and then as you get older and you look back, you can start to appreciate the things you weren't able to appreciate at the time. Right. But it, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's definitely cyclical, and we, we come back to it. And the thing is to come back to it, you know, with more tools every time so that yes. you can kind of dig through it with more ease um, as you go along. Um, and we'll get right back into right. that Um on the other side of this last break, um, I'm so hope you're enjoying the conversation. I really am with Abby this morning on Soul Sanctuary. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us here on Soul Sanctuary. Uh, we're talking about habits with um, Abby Normal. And if you want to get in contact with Abby or read some of the testimonials that she has available online, you can go to abbynormalswisdomquest.com. Um, and there's YouTube videos where there's actual um, free remote healing and um, psychic wisdom um, on YouTube for her. Um, were there any other connections that we needed to mention, Abby? Well, um, yeah, actually, I, I'm on Instagram, okay. I'm on Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook, and one of the big things coming up, you'll also find me on Patreon, mm-hmm. and uh, Patreon, you can also find me, I'm at Abby Normal's Wisdom Quest, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm th- this month of February, you'll want to get signed up by Valentine's Day, but I'm offering a workshop where we're exploring, um, It's I call it I Manifest Abundance. And it's mm-hmm. specifically to explore how to manifest money. Okay. And I'll tell you what, uh, money is kind of one of those things that irritates me and my heart kind of like gets pulled in a, like a negative direction mm. because money is sort of like the root of all evil, right? <laughs> like we all, we see how money creates greed and money creates sure. separation, you know, rich and poor and mm-hmm. I can have and I can't have. And, uh, 
And so the focus is actually um, to explore it on a positive level. How do we transform our negative uh, emotional uh, reactions towards money, our negative habits, um, as we explore what money means to us? Mm -hmm. Even walking by, for instance, an ATM machine um, inspires us to have feelings of what I have or what I don't have or how much money I have or even the thought of getting the the ATM fee if I have to go to an ATM machine. It's just money is can be a very annoying thing sure. um, so all of the the um, explorations are about talking all about money and ways that we can let go of the negative feelings the negative vibrations of what money um, inspires us to feel connected with mm-hmm. and how to rise above it and actually manifest money because we can manifest money when we when our worth and value it becomes more extraordinary than the worth and value of money so money you know was going to buy us our house and our car but we don't feel oftentimes feel that we are more valuable than money itself mm. so it's exploring how to raise your your value of yourself your consciousness above the value of money so that way having a golden brick or you know a million dollars in the bank is nothing because you're already worth billions of dollars you know so how do we do that vibrationally and energetically Mm -hmm. so uh so i'm exploring lots of uh, of these types of concepts through channeling different uh, archangels and deities Um, i'm doing energetic attunements which attunements are to uh, alter your frequency patterns um allowing yourself to inhale Mm -hmm. Uh, more of the love frequencies as it relates to uh, money, right? The money Mm -hmm. basically is just a a gift of love that we are sharing um, in appreciation and honor of, you know, that car that we want, that that house that we want, you know, the gift that we want, that that wedding ring, you know? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. money is is, is just a tool, you know? It's simply a tool, and it's, it's our way of saying I love you and thank you for this gift. Um, and so it's working with appreciation and love, um, and it will change your life. So I, I would definitely encourage you to, to visit me on Patreon at mm-hmm. Abby Normal's Wisdom Quest, mm-hmm. um, and definitely get signed up by Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. Right. Um, so that way you can get, you know, you reap the reward of the videos um, and all the messages. And also I'm going to be doing a, a special uh, a raffle at the end um, to do a, a, a giveaway, a really awesome giveaway for those who get signed up by, by Valentine's Day. Sounds good. I would imagine so, there's a lot of uh, negative habit patterns wrapped up in uh, our relationship with money. Yeah. Most people that I know yeah. have um, at least peculiar <laughs> relationship with money. <laughs> I think peculiar yes. is the, the most benign way to describe that. Yeah. And so that would be I, good I to agree. resetting that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And yeah, so I I know like this all fall, this all ties together. It always does. And anything with manifesting, like even if it's wanting to manifest money um, and having self-realizations about how you're choosing to spend your money. Mm -hmm. Do you ever walk, like go through like Walmart? I know there's people that'll go to the store and then they just kind of find themselves uh, migrating to locations just to see what is there. And then they end up buying things that they don't really need, you know, just to have Mm -hmm. more stuff. Now, I don't really understand, like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't fall into that category. I can't sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's sort of like if we have more physical possessions, we become more whole within ourselves. Absolutely. Um, and that's too is something to, to sure. take a look at it. Um, it's actually scarcity gives you the opportunity to be more in connection with who you are. Because in the end, you are all that you are. You are the everything in your life. It's not the physical belongings that define you. It right. is how you define yourself and how you choose to express yourself. And uh, so oftentimes, the more objects that we have, the more cluttered that we can uh, actually feel inside or the more we're resisting um, knowing thyself, truly. Right. So and that, all the, the concepts go together. Yeah, go well, ahead. It, And it's tactical. I mean, it, it makes sense that um, that yes. one would feel that there's more sustenance to them if they have more things. I, I feel like yes. I understand that. It, it's ineffective, yes. and I understand how it doesn't work, but it's kind of like the thing with yes. conditional love. Like the reason that most of us were raised with conditional love is because it's effective. It works. If yes. you give a child the energy yes. that I'm not going to love you unless you do things the way that I told you to do it, they'll do it. Quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do yes. it it's weird the problem it's, it's, is it's weird but it does work right no it, yeah. it, it works it's, it's highly effective that's why it's been around so long uh but the problem yeah. is that it makes broken adults and then they have you yes, know uh when they realize yes. this is what their personality is based in uh how to get it based in compassion and love and change that around and so it, it takes a lot of yes. 
undoing, but it's not, you know, it doesn't exist because it's broken. It, it, it's there because it works. And it's kind of like the same thing with physical possessions and, and collecting things yeah. around us. Sometimes people do it with people, but like collecting yes. uh, objects around us, it, you know, you can see them, you can pick that up. It has mass, it takes up space. So it does appear yes. to be doing whatever it is that we think that it's doing. Even weight around, like yes. for people who are um, survivors of uh, childhood traumas who put on a whole lot of weight, yes. they do it because yes. it does feel like a suit of armor. You're wearing it, you know, yes. it does feel yes. like that, but it doesn't actually protect yeah. you from anything. And it and it does actually expose you to more you know, dis-ease and imbalance. And once you come to yes. understand the nature of what it is that you're doing, you can start to make, you know, quality, quality moves instead of quantity moves. It's That's what it's about, is yes. moving to what actually serves as to oppose what looks like it does just because it takes up space. Yeah. yeah it's a, that's agree. a difficult, like- complicated kind of, <laughs> kind of soup yes. to get through. And I like that that quality quality over quantity. I right. like that. It even works not just with the physical objects, but even with energy objects. Because um, sometimes people have Facebook pages, and they just you know if they have lots and lots and lots and lots of friends, even if they don't even know these people, sure, um, it gives them a feeling of uh, having something. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes you sad uh, because. They need to know they already have um, everything, that they themselves are everything, and that they're worthy and deserving of love. Not just to have a lot of people as, a, as an aspect of your identity, they have a lot of friends, but to mm. actually know those people deep down. Um, right. they're so, they're, that's quality, you know, versus right. quantity. Right. Um, and it's interesting because we can, we can have those energetic things. Just what the, the the word friend. I have lots and lots and lots of friends on Facebook, but what does mm. that actually mean? Right. It's the quality of those friends. um, I think they should be renamed to something else, actually. They should call Facebook something, but not not necessarily call it (laughs) friends. Because I think that that confuses a whole lot of things that don't really need to be confused. And like, I just I just saw an article about uh, someone who actually was listing out all the benefits that you have from like quitting social media. And I thought that would be a great that's a whole show just about what will happen when you kind of turn that locus of control back inward, and not having the validation of that outward thing that habit itself does deserve (laughs) its own show. Yes, we're going to be wrapping this one. Um, so if you want to just give your contact information one more time, Abby, and we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're interested in getting connected with me, um, you can visit me on my website at abbynormalwisdomquest.com. I'm also on YouTube. I have two different YouTube channels. You can find me at Abby Normal or Abby Psychic Services. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then again, if you're interested in joining the I Manifest Abundance Workshop, definitely find me on Patreon. It's also at Abby Normal's Wisdom Quest. So uh, get yourself signed up by February 14th. There's going to be some awesome discussions shared and uh, a prize giveaway at the end. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us again. We'll see you again soon. Abby, thanks so much. We always have so much fun on the show. Yeah, thank you, Atika. Thanks, everybody, for joining. All right, and we'll see you next time on Soul Sanctuary. Guys, have a great Saturday. Goodbye.